What's up, everybody? You guys are about to tune in to episode 10 of Bullshitters. This week we have a guest on. It's our first guest since we've launched the Bullshitters podcast, and, uh, well, it's a good one. It's a good one, guys. You guys are going to have to tune in. Uh, I will let you know ahead of time, there are a couple of glitches in the audio along the way, but if you can bear with that and make it through like the tough people I know you are, you guys are rock stars. Thank you again for supporting this podcast, all the best things, and, and the podcast network as a whole, what's wrong with us? I know there's been some changes recently, and and you guys may be tired of uh, seeing notifications and stuff, but I assure you that the notifications are just to remind you that we're thankful for your support. So, again, thank you for tuning in each and every week. You're about to hear episode 10 right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome into episode 10. Yeah, 10. We made it double digits. Uh, Bullshitters, episode 10. Uh, With us today, you see uh, not only Aloha Dan, but Big Al's joining the show. Uh, Big Al is here joining the show. I'm Jake, and uh, we're just going to BS a little bit for you guys. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening and, and supporting the pod. Uh, first off, a little bit of, uh, housekeeping news. You guys are doing great supporting, uh, Drift Goods. And by supporting them, you're supporting us in a way, so we appreciate that. Uh, check out Drift Goods at drift.co for all your, I think we decided, Dan, it's your smell good essentials. Yeah, I don't, yeah so you got car vent clips, you got, um, room sprays, you got all kinds of stuff, but it's not just your everyday run-of-the-mill scents, so... Each time you use our code at checkout at drift.co, uh, our code is BST15. You save 15%. You're supporting the pod. It's a it's a wonderful thing. So shout out to Drift Goods for that. Now uh, let's let's get right into things. We've got Big Al. Al, uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you know Dan. Uh, I know Dan because he is dating my daughter. Oh, the, yes. That's a good or bad thing. We'll see. <laughs> um, I'm just a young uh, farm boy from, uh, or a small town boy from the middle of Nebraska. Ended up uh, settling in Sacramento after 21 years in the Air Force. And uh, my parents were out in Modesto. I'm in Sacramento. They're not there anymore. But uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to stay in the wacky left coast and, until retirement and you know, not even worry about paying off the house and, you know, see where it goes. There we we like the weather. We don't like the high taxes, but, or the politics for that matter. Yeah. Um, at one time I was going to end up in Emmett. Oh, okay. Seven acres over there and finally sold it because it was going to cost too much money to develop. And, uh, yeah, I've got a girlfriend and we got three dogs, a boxer, a chow, who bit the hell out of my hand the other day. Oh, that's and, always uh, fun. Clint Healer, and they take a lot of our time, and we work out, and you know, eating good sushi and drinking good beer, and you know, enjoying enjoying NorCal weather. So you know, in between the fires. Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah. it. I when love you, it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just I'd love to get up to Idaho, but you know, they hate Californians here too. So <laughs> I think we'll just stay. Yeah, we'll just stay. We'll just stay at the original house. Just don't tell anybody you're from California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be yeah. my suggestion. Make sure you change your tags on your car before you. Leave. Oh yeah, very much. So. Exactly. 
Exactly. Well, I was, you know, you know where Mountain Home is, right? Yeah, yeah. I was teaching in Mountain Home from 92 to 98. That's how I got Idaho, you know, how I ended up in Idaho. Okay. And I remember Idaho Statesman in the mid-90s, 95, 96, Californian go home. I mean, that was back in the 90s they hated us. Yeah. So, you know, it's only got worse. Yeah, it's but, been a while. But, well, especially now with... It's it's primarily driven by house prices and the real yeah. estate market in Boise right now because the market is so hot. I mean, we we just heard about a house. Uh, I think Lauren and I did. We somebody listed their place for eight hundred thousand, and after a thirty day bidding war, it eventually sold for one point four yeah. million. Happening all the time in California too. Uh, the Bay Area folks moving to Sacramento. Mm-hmm. You know, it literally houses will be on this on the market for four days, yep. and you're asking six hundred and fifty nine thousand dollars, and you'll end up with six hundred and eighty because these folks from the Bay Area, you know, they want to live in Sacramento where the you know cost of living is cheaper and the traffic's not so bad, and you can work from your house now, so you don't have to drive to the city. Right. So yeah, it's happening everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I just was talking with a with a lady I know up here, and she said her. I guess it's two houses down from her, so not technically a neighbor, but uh, their house was for sale and there was a bidding war, but literally there was a war. There was each person or one person from each party standing in the front yard yelling and like pulling each other's hair and like all out wrestling over bidding on this house. And uh, I was like, do you really want that house that bad? Like you're you're going to risk uh, yeah, assaulting but- somebody? Like... <laughs> Whatever, I guess. So they do. It's true. They, they. I mean, houses in Boise are not staying on the market more than probably two days, two three days, and they sell generally for an all cash offer. I actually, my boss just bought a house in Boise. Yeah. Uh, and he had to crowdsource funding from his entire family to make an all cash offer, and then you know go work on the financing on the back end later. But they just they needed yeah. cash up front to buy the house to begin with, and it was oh. still uh, no inspection, no appraisal, no nothing, uh, and they ha- they still ended up paying I think like fifty k over asking or something like that. Jeez, it's, it's insanity. Yeah, if you have a lot of these places, if you have to finance, you're just not even. In yeah, the you're game. done. No, you're not even in the game. That's wild. My mom just sold her house in January, uh, January of twenty twenty one. No, November of. 2020 in Modesto in a little cracker box duplex in an older housing development and for about five, six grand over Dang. the asking price. Oh. And, it, and it literally was gone in four days and it closed in like three weeks. Yep. Holy yeah. cow. That's insane. So you got money to buy house, for, buy house for in Omaha where we didn't even start looking until we had deal on the house in Modesto because it's the same thing in the Midwest. Yeah. You, you got to have cash. Otherwise you're not even in the game. And this is Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Although the housing prices mm-hmm. in Omaha are significantly, yeah. significantly more reasonable than here. It was a, a 2048 square foot house, uh, split level, mm-hmm. big basement, uh, little deck, blah, blah, blah. in a nice neighborhood and around uh, 340, 350. Okay. Nice. Nice. So that's reasonable. Uh, let me ask you this, Al. Being from, uh, or I guess living in Omaha, 
You were familiar with the College World Series, right? College World Series is back in town right now. No, I, I a little. I remember hearing about it. Never been. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not from. Oh, Oregon. you're not. Oh. I'm from North. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. And my brother, his his kids and grandkids are all in Omaha. And that's where mom, at 93, said, "I don't want to live, die, or be buried in California. I want to go back home." Fair enough. And she was there about four months and then passed away. Uh, just got real sick real fast and wasn't sick very long. But yeah, she she knew something was coming, so she wanted to get back to her home state and uh, you know work. Yeah, out. So, awesome. But yeah, yeah, uh, I would love. They got a new stadium there. I've never been to it. But uh, one of these days, when I retire, yeah. we'll, we'll get back for the World Series. I think it's coming up, right? It, it's, yeah, real soon. it just starts this week, yeah. yeah, the College World Series. So. Yeah. yeah, big time. Yeah, they love it back there. Uh, we were, which I think it's great. Small cities still, you know, nobody's bought them out. They're not in Indianapolis or New York or LA. Right. You know, it's still in the original city. So it draws a lot of, lot of money and folks to Omaha. Which is a great town, Dan. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were just talking how much I love Omaha. It's probably the first city that I have been to in my adult life. You know, in in the continental United States, where I thought I could see myself living here. This is, I mean, it's a really well laid out city. Yeah, super easy to get around. <laughs> very much so. All the people there were very friendly in my experience. Um, it really, it's a large population, but. It's so spread out, it really doesn't feel like that, you know, densely sure. populated of a city. Nice. So, yeah, no, I love Omaha. That's a nice. Other than the winters there. Winters are oh, really yeah. harsh. Well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind retiring there, but trying to get the girlfriend from Sacramento there when two weeks before we were there in April, it was minus 18 and minus 12 with, you know, wind chill. Yeah. You know, that's not doing anybody's any good. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We were just flipping through channels the other day, and uh, I didn't realize that Omaha is also like the mecca for Olympic swimming and diving. I I had no idea, but I guess they do all yeah, their their swimming and diving stuff there, all their trials and all that. I had no idea, so that's kind of cool. And then you've got an hour southwest is okay. Lincoln, with you know one of the best gymnastics yep. teams in the country, NCAA yep. men's. Men's and women's, uh, especially women's volleyball. Yeah. Camp. And then the history of the football team, which they suck right now. It'll all come back around. You know, that, that place. Uh, Memorial Stadium, uh, when it's full on a Saturday afternoon, is the third largest city in the state. And that's just the Whoa. state. It goes Omaha, Lincoln, which are yep. big cities by Nebraska standards. Then the and, the next, and then the next biggest town is Grand Island that's – that's smaller than the the football stadium. Oh man, we were just yeah. we were actually just uh, looking up on uh, two weeks week. ago. I think we talked about the biggest college yeah. football stadiums in the country. So it's funny. Yeah, right down yeah. in the south. Yeah, there was a lot down in the southeast. Michigan's number one though. The big the big house in Michigan, yeah. and it, all, it has been for a yeah. long time. Because I remember when it was like eighty or ninety thousand. I'm sure it's bigger uh, now. One hundred twenty, like, I think. Yeah. Saw and Memorial Stadium in Lincoln used to be like 72,000, and I think it's close to 90 now. Or, or, or that's I, so many people. So just huge. Yeah. That's a yeah. big, that's a lot of people packed into a very small area. Although, what was the largest overall stadium, you know, just ever made? Uh, I don't remember. I want to say something like the O2 Stadium in 
or something over in England. The soccer stadium. No, no, no. It was uh, the. Uh, oh yeah, the the racetrack. Indy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they yeah. outdoor. Correct outdoor. Yeah. It, it was. Uh, they have capacity on a normal day for I think it was like two hundred and seventy five thousand people or something seating, and then with the cars and it, with all the seating down in there, if they're doing like a concert or something for floor seats, they can hold upwards of four hundred and fifty thousand people. Because yeah, you got to have. The, the track yeah. is huge, and then yeah. you got all that area in the middle where all the cars and campers and shit normally are, but you can yeah. floor seating there when it's a concert. I can't even imagine having 450,000 people crammed into a lot of porta potties. <laughs> it's a, a lot, lot of people potties. using the same porta potty. Have you guys ever been to the? Have you have you guys ever been to the Super uh-uh. in New Orleans? Never. You've been to New Orleans. That is literally. I've been there twice. I went to when I was stationed in Biloxi. I went okay. to a Raiders game. They came to town, buddy. We went to a Raiders game, and I saw him play the Indianapolis Colts when uh, okay. Manning was still with them. And we were we were way upper level somewhere. And I am telling you, that is absolutely the biggest building I'm sure I will ever ever go in. And I'm talking the upper levels. You're t- you're walking upstairs that are like this. And it is full under the railings. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, and, and it's like no room here in front of you. Yeah, it is. It is just gargantuan. I mean, you can't imagine how much roof there is in that place. It's just beyond comprehension, Dang. almost. And, I, and I'm sure over, you know, in Europe, the mm. so- indoor soccer or in Qatar or UAE, there's yeah. bigger. Bigger, bigger areas, but just yeah, it's 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 really I can't even explain yeah. how big it is. It's just big. It's the, bigger I, than any Amazon warehouse <laughs> ever. I think the largest building is uh, one of the Boeing warehouses. Oh, that one surprised over yeah. up, up in Seattle yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I read that mm-hmm. one time that that was the largest. Like, I think it was cubic feet mm-hmm. of area in any one individual building. But then the largest I was reading I was reading about this one time and it was the the largest like floor space or something belonged to some like giant yeah. mall, you know, like skyscraper over in like I think it was in like wow. yeah. or something. You know, or it might have been why actually. Yeah, it probably is. They, everything over there is just so grossly oh my god gross so much mm-hmm. ob- obtuse. Obtusely huge just to see how big we can make sure. <laughs> just obscene. And, I believe I read the, they're they're building a new Amazon warehouse uh, over in Spokane nearby, and I believe I read I could be wrong, but it was 1.3 million square feet for a warehouse, and I was like, holy oh, I crap! And All I right. I drove by the other day because it's near uh, my dad's house, and there's got to be 75 doors that trucks can pull up to, like loading docks. Yeah. 75 i would guess or more and i was like uh, oh my god 75 to 100 maybe i don't know but it's like holy crap our amazon warehouse here was i think 1 million square feet or something it was was like right close to that mark and it's amazing you're on the freeway doing 70 passing by this warehouse and it still takes you a solid 30 seconds to drive from end to end 
of this warehouse. It's enormous. They're, yeah. they're just ridiculously. And they're building them in all these small little outlying mm-hmm. towns. And then so you have the infrastructure for schools and roads and stoplights and, and, and restaurants and banks and housing for all the people that aren't commuting. They're, they're yeah, gonna, they they live in that town. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. Patterson, California, which is a tiny little uh, farming community. They grow uh, apricots. Uh, that's it's that where they have the apricot festival. It's like the, the apricot okay. capital of the world. And it just, and now, I mean, it used to take like ten minutes to drive from I five to the first <laughs> stoplight, which was yeah. like, there was only five, you know, in town. And now it's like concrete all the way to the highway, and it's nothing but Amazon and new houses, reader huts. I yeah, them, they all look the same. The houses, you know, like rabbit mm-hmm. houses, rabbit hutches. But they, they but, do all look the same. Yeah, I swear, yeah, developers just, just, just yeah, subdivision. Housing houses. developers yeah. are just slapping together houses. I know thirty days here. to build, thirty sixty mm-hmm. days to have these houses done. I know up mm-hmm. here they're just spitting toilet paper. Corey Corey Barton Homes. Which is CBH, they were one of the big developers around here. And they used to allow you just a little bit of customization on your house, you know, if you wanted a different paint color or something anymore, with how quickly they're slapping them together, you have absolutely zero choice on customization. Nothing. You just you either buy the house the way they, you know, plan to build it or the next or, guy wow. or the next guy's gonna buy yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. And they want it plus Probably. We, we sound like <laughs> get off my lawn. Yeah. I was just going to say, up here. Hey, that's right. Yeah, up here, I just saw uh, a typical, like, three bedroom, two bath house uh, since the beginning of March of 2020 has increased costs for the builders like $36,000. So, in the neighborhoods that they were building, the exact floor plan for a friend of ours, two houses down, is like 40 45 grand more yeah. than our friends had paid and i was like oh my god yeah are our, our, our wood prices oh crazy yeah and I yeah know, like they are everywhere else because of the supply chain because i know i know they've gone way up and home people and Lowe's they're out of everything cause, right because the contractors yeah get money or, or wood yeah. it's crazy so, yeah it's gone way up well i know it two by four but like Lowe's, you know a crappy two by four yeah cost you what four bucks yeah, like that. More, yeah. You know, if you wanted the nicer wood, yeah. you could get like Douglas fir. Yeah, like it's six dollars for a two by four or something. Now they're fourteen, fifteen. Oh yeah, even the crappy ones are ten bucks a two by four if you can find them. And the nicer ones, you know, where they're actually like cut straight. <laughs> not a concept for lumber, but those are fourteen, fifteen, sixteen bucks yeah. a yeah. pop for a two by yeah. four. Yeah, we. It's insane. I just built a oh, okay. pool with a deck. I started an. I ended up, it took me a few months because I've never done anything like that before, but I, I did it before lumber mm-hmm. went up, and I just used Douglas fir, and now everybody building these tanks are just saying, yeah, I'll do a tank and a pump and a filter, no deck this year until the price of wood goes down, and that's for a little deck, mm-hmm. like a 10 by 10 deck or something, you know, they can't even yeah. afford that. It's wild. It's I. Yeah, I tried to, I think I told Dan this in a previous episode, <clears> but I tried to... We got this house a couple of years ago, and they left an old picnic table on frame and rotted wood and stuff. So I was going to redo the wood. You know, I was going to put new 2x6 planks yeah. on it and put new hardware and stuff. Well, I priced out 2x6s, sure. and uh, they were $17 a piece, and I needed 
I needed 10 of them at least to do the benches on each side and the tabletop. So I was like, I'm not spending almost 200 bucks to just redo this table. I'll wait for <laughs> prices to go down a little bit. <laughs> a buddy of mine gave me the frame, mm -hmm. the metal tubing and frame and all the screws for yeah. a, a, a picnic table that you can use two by fours, two by four, uh, two by sixes, two okay. by twelves, as long as you want, whatever. You know, you customize it and it's sitting in the shed. I'm going to give it away because I, I got a table and I don't want to pay for the wood. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just goes so crazy. Have <laughs> you guys seen any of those, the, they're like memes and things online where you'll see a picture of like a barn where there's like an old rusted out like Porsche or something like that. Maybe a, a yeah. 280Z or something. And it says, I can't believe this barn find unused yeah. Cheeto, four by eight plywood. <laughs> can't yeah. believe it. Yeah, there's a Porsche or an Audi or a, a yeah, exactly. Know, something yeah. sitting there next to it. Uh, uh, when, when we were speaking of Porsches, when we were in uh, Vegas, we drove out to the Valley of Fire. Uh, I think it's a state park. I don't know if it, maybe it's a national park. I don't know. Either way, we drove out there. It's about maybe an hour outside of Vegas. Uh, we saw, mm, I couldn't tell you, honestly, maybe, maybe north of Vegas slightly. Okay. It's out of, um, yeah, okay, State, State Park. Park is what we'll, uh, we went out there. I couldn't tell you. It had to have been tourists. Every other car in that State Park was a Porsche, like a 911 or, and they all had like the aftermarket spoilers painted bright green, had, you know, real noisy. And I'm like. Sure. What are you guys doing at the state park in your 911? Like, and there was so many Porsches. It was so strange. Yeah, that's interesting. It looks like it's probably about 40. Okay, to 50 I said miles north, northeast. Yeah, I was close. Yeah, maybe yeah, they were racing. Know. Well, it headed that direction. The Las Vegas NASCAR track and NASCAR racing thing was out there. So maybe they were doing something uh, out there. I yeah. don't know. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, that's actually a good segue. My next question actually uh, was about Air Force and uh, your time in the Air Force. And if you can share anything about, you know, what was in the, I believe it was part of the COVID bill, wasn't it? That they were going to release, the White House was going to release all this UFO info? I guess we're supposed to. Yeah, yeah that's what we hear, but we don't, I haven't seen anything yet, but. I'm, I'm okay, so you're the number one source power. then. You're who we're looking and for. Tours, yeah, when we have tours, everybody is always asking about <laughs> UFOs and I don't. contrails. You know what contrails are? Uh -huh. The the steam, the mm. the exhaust from jets that mm. makes the, the light across the okay. sky. All that is is condensation. It's it's hot exhaust up when sure. there are 30,000, 20,000 feet. It condenses, okay. it makes a cloud, and it dissipates. And everybody thinks it's chemtrails. They call them chem. They want it, all the conspiracy sure. theorists guys call them chemtrails because yeah. it's the government releasing chemicals, mind control, this or that, to make your nuts shrink or your dick grow or whatever, you know. And it, yeah, I'm telling you, I, so, I wish I, it was I, the latter. I read a lot of that shit, and it doesn't work. Okay, but, do they but, make it in so, a can like this? They should sell it. Truly, should sell that. I hope so. Chemtrail in a can. That and UFOs <laughs> are the biggest questions we get. So we've got at the watch supervisor desk, we've got the mm -hmm. regular computer screen. We've got our radar screen. 
that's slaved off of other radar. And we have the, we have another monitor. Yeah. It's like a double monitor like this. And then another monitor that has the, the cameras uh-huh. for the upper door and lower door that decipher lock. <laughs> and so year, like years ago, I, I got a label maker and I put night owl ops monitor one, night owl ops monitor two, mo- night owl ops monitor three, and night owl ops monitor four. And they, these tours, you know, civilians, they see that and they go, what's this? And I said, well, I always say, oh, man, you don't even want to know because when shit hits a fan, these monitors, they don't look anything like this. You know, no more than the man in the moon on what the hell the government's doing, what, all the way from Biden to the sure. secretary of the military to the secretary of the Air Force to the Joint Chiefs of Staff. We are at the bottom of the you know, pecking order as far as okay. what's going on in national security. So we don't know what trails are doing. They're just it's condensation, and we don't know what's going. You on You didn't. In you didn't people. say there wasn't specifically so aliens, though. So I'm just saying, we're <laughs> leaving it up to chance. That's it. I, everyone that gets interviewed on like Joe Rogan's podcast <laughs> is very, very careful with the things they say, and I noticed sure. you did the same thing. So I'm just saying, there's a chance. I I don't even. I, uh, to, to do what we do, you don't even have to. Have, all you have to have. Oh, is okay. Defense. You don't even need a top seat defense or, or anything above that. It's basic. Just yeah. It's it, there's something above top secret clearance. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I have no idea, but it wouldn't surprise me. God knows what's what going on out there. Well, to be fair, at work we had we had a list of so we had you know non priority. We had yeah. priority, and then we had high priority, right? The, of tasks that we needed to uh, accomplish. And our client comes to us and goes, "Hey, can we put something above high priority?" And we were like, "Well, no, that's not how." Like, do you mean bump down the priority of high? And they were like, "No, no, no, those are still top high secret." So you know what we ended up doing? We have an oh. ultra, ultra high priority. And we're like, "What is the point?" We also did. Same thing. We gave them a tiered system. We said, all right, when you send an email around times of, you know, stress, month ends, things like that, we'll use a tiered system. If it needs to be done immediately, call it a tier one. If it can wait a couple days, call it a tier three. If it's, you know, kind of in between, call it a tier two. You know how many tier two and three emails we've ever received? None. Bupkis. You know how many tier ones we've received? Every fucking day. We get a dozen. Tier one, tier one, tier one. We're like, not everything is tier one. It's a, it's the, you know. Piss poor planning on your part does it. Piss poor planning True. on your part that's, doesn't. That's very valid. Yeah. But I watched all 11 seasons of X-Files. So I'm just saying, there's something out there. There's something out there. The uh, the glory of, of X, oh, what is X-Files on Netflix yeah. maybe? The glory of Netflix allowed me to watch 11 seasons in like two months. if there was something out there they're watching us and they're saying there is no way in hell we're letting them get past the milky way yeah no they're gonna blow us to hell no kidding before we get anywhere near their civilization i'm just i'm just leaving that one out there if you ever hear anything before we do you're welcome to come back on the pod break the news you know we'll be we'll be trending on the internet or whatever we have CNN and Fox at our door, and yeah. All the news networks like at your door. Uh, I, 
that's true. Pounding the door down. We've that's got true. That's Al. true. You're that's, the spokesperson. They want to interview. Big Al who, Big Al, hey Jake, Big Al who can't dismount his bike very. Uh, a pedal bike? Himself. Not well. No, not well. Yeah, he, uh, he's great. Yeah, pedal bike. It was his dad. Oh, okay. Was like six foot four, six yeah, foot six, five six, bike. Six, yeah. And I was getting, popping the front wheel up so the seat would go between my, and I got caught on my shorts and fell off and oh no, my back right across the curb. It and was, I ended up, and they cleaned it up and took X-rays and I'm fine. It was not pretty though. Yeah, it was not. Really, I couldn't was, breathe. Knocked the wind out of me. It was touch and go for at least you know a couple <laughs> seconds. Yeah, well, you're fast, fast recovery then. Uh, you're already feeling good, feeling up to it. Uh, what, what's next? We have all kinds of topics here. We've got uh, we well, I'm kind of I'm. You keep seeing me move this headphone off because I have um, the Vegas Golden Knights game in the other room, and I'm trying to listen simultaneously to listen to you guys. Uh, yeah, Danny, did he take the week off, or is he still back there behind the scenes? I'm ch- oh, he's here. He's here. We missed uh, Al. We we were in Vegas uh, when they started their last series, but we missed it. We came home the day they were playing a game in yeah. Vegas, but we tried to get tickets and stuff, and it just didn't work with flights and things. But we're we jumped on the bandwagon when they first came into into the league, so we've been watching them for the last four years or whatever. So we're we're pretty diehard uh, hockey fans. So yeah, uh, my wife and I. Yeah, my wife and I. You and so. I love it. Yeah. Hey, hockey's the best, man. I, th- I when I was in Biloxi, oh, okay. I followed the Biloxi uh, Seawolves, uh, Wolf, Mississippi. Oh yeah. Team. It was a uh, yeah. East Coast Hockey League, so two steps below the NHL. Now I'm telling you guys, that oh, was the I go-to that. first date. And I tell people, I owe 100 percent because even if your date knows nothing about hockey. All of that young, hot, sweaty testosterone. And have you ever been in a, lock, a hockey locker room? I mean, all the pads, the stink, the stench. The those guys are soaked with the gnarly feet because a lot of them don't even wear socks in their skates, so they can right. so they can grab their skates for higher, bigger speeds and this, that, and the other. That was hockey play chicks. That's true. It's true. Players because they're badass motherfuckers. They're the they are baddest athletes on earth. You, 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 they don't. NFL doesn't hold a candle as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's toughness. Have, have you, you seen know. some of these uh, the, the synchronized <laughs> swimmers? They're pretty badass. Huh? <laughs> Just FYI, Jake, the the Golden Knights are down. Uh, three to one. Hey, two goal lead in hockey is the worst differential that you want. It's easier to come back from two zero. We discussed this, Dan. Yeah. It's one of the worst yeah, to have a two goal lead because teams because worst. teams get lazy with the lead and then the other team can come back. Yeah. When they have a one goal lead, it's more frantic. It's more yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And they start to grip. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm knocking on uh, yep. the desk and the, the wood here. Well, yeah. Yeah, hockey's the best. Yeah, I don't know if they played this year with COVID and everything going. I didn't hear much about the WHLs, and usually they. I I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think there was any minor league hockey this year at all. No, same with the. uh, They they completely skipped the season, but they 
hopefully start yeah. up here again and probably next, next season. Yeah, yeah. Whenever, whenever the season starts, I don't know what. So they, yeah, long they long started long. late this yeah, year so for the NHL, and I think they yeah. said they were going to start a little bit late next year just because of how they have yeah. to fit in all their games and stuff. But I think they're still going to start around Thanksgiving. So I'm hoping quick turnaround after this year's Stanley Cup. So. Yep, the Stanley Cup. Right, That's Game like Seven's a, the game best series, two words in sports. Game Seven, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know why. I grew up. Yeah. I grew up yeah. uh, a diehard basketball fan. Loved football. Played soccer in school. I didn't really love soccer. I just did it to stay active and stuff. Uh, I was a Blazers yeah. fan. I was a Blazers so fan. Uh, but more recently, I've been getting way more into hockey oh, okay. and baseball and. I feel like there's not as much uh, political stuff involved with with those two sports. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not that huge into politics oh, anyway. But there's, it yeah. seems far less yeah. in both hockey and baseball. So I kind of gravitate towards those. Yeah, hockey yep. players just want to grind. Yeah, they just want to grind and skate. Yeah, baseball. No, it, uh, baseball is probably my favorite sport. Yes. I, listen, I, I think baseball on the radio beats anything in the whole wide world. I don't care what team it is. Uh, as white noise behind me, um, it doesn't matter. Baseball on the radio, I don't give a shit how bad the announcers are. 100%. It's still better than like anything else on the radio. Uh, was it Doc? Emmerich? Who's that hockey announcer I love? <laughs> I, I think it must have been. He was announcing yeah, the outdoor, the, yeah, winter the classic. outdoor game they play in New York. The World Classic. It moves the World around. Classic. Okay. Well, anyway, he was announcing that. And my God, that was the most amazing skilled yeah. announcing I have ever yeah. heard. It's a fast sport. Oh, and he knew everybody's name, position. Yeah. He could, I mean, he. I don't even know yeah. how you can yeah. rattle off, you know, especially these guys that have kind of yeah. weird names. Oh, you know, my God. Some of these. He just retired. Yeah, he just retired this last year, so we don't get the uh, the Doc Emmerich voice for the playoffs this year. So it's a little sad. Oh, it did. Yeah. Honest to God, going back to the uh, baseball on the radio, I used to turn on the Mariners games when I was a kid, turn the sound off the TV, and put a radio behind me, because the radio uh, announcing was a hundred percent better. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. I do that all the time watching the Giants. If it's on Fox, yeah. I, it's off, and I turn on John Miller or, yeah. or Kruk and Kipe and, 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 and Dave Fleming. And, and, listen. and even if it, what I like is when the radio is ahead of the television and I'm out yeah. putzing in the pool or working out or, or get lawn work or whatever, and then if something's coming up and it's exactly. exciting, I can exactly. then have time to get to the TV to watch it, you know. The other way around. Yeah, I used to do that with with the occasional Boise State game because just the announcers mm-hmm. on the radio have to be so much more descriptive, skilled in describing exactly yeah. what it is. Because you know, mm-hmm. when you have somebody on the TV that's announcing, they yeah. get lazy, you know, yeah. just because they know you're looking at it too. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, the guy that used to announce the the Mississippi okay. Eagles game was a guy by the name of Mark Shalansky. And if you look him up, he always signed off with the line that I, I, I love. And it was always, yeah. when you lose, That's awesome. say little. When you win, say less. Yeah. Just, 
I love uh, before, my blah, current blah, blah, blah. local broadcast because yeah. I watch so a lot of the MLB uh, yep. MLB TV, so I can go to different games and stuff. And I like uh, Don Orsillo, the Padres announcer. Yeah. For some reason, I just like listening to that guy. He he paints a good picture, even if, like you said, okay. even if I'm not eyes on the TV, I can hear him, and he's kind of painting a good picture. Yeah. So it's cool. So yeah, yeah. Well, he's probably been around forever. Yeah. And when it's a crappy game, yeah. he keeps you entertained with history, like John Miller. Yep, you know, yep. he John used to Miller be the ESPN guy. He's been there forever. I don't know if you've ever listened to him. But just, oh my. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, the the stories of the being in the clubhouse and traveling with the team. And I mean, I swear that's he's true. That's 100% true. more than you and me will ever know about baseball. Yeah. Just, you know, about Willie Mays. Let me tell you a real quick story. When I was uh, when I was stationed at Travis, our squadron commander was the nephew of um, okay the clubhouse uh, manager of the Giants. And I'm trying to, now I can't think of his name, Colonel. I'll think of it. But but we, everybody was always dogging him to get us yeah. tickets and everything. And he goes, you know, I can't get the tickets. You know, everybody's always wanting tickets. But okay, Murph, M- Mike Murphy is the the, the, the okay. manager. Well, this guy was around when Willie Mays was playing. You know, and so you can imagine being mm-hmm. in the clubhouse back in the what late fifties, sixties, seventies, all the way. He's still the clubhouse manager, and you know equipment all that stuff and yeah I, he may have just retired or he's getting ready to i'm right. not sure but but imagine the stories a guy like that has with a, a guy like that has in the mm-hmm. clubhouse for that long and that many st- barry bonds the steroid area yeah you know winning, yeah. losing everything just oh my gosh bochy yeah stuff. but yeah baseball is the best it's a it's a People always bitch and moan about how slow it is. Yeah, the guy next to you is one of the ones that bitches about how slow it is. Not action. Yeah. I I go to AT&T or I go to Petco in San Diego to watch a game. That's me too. What I'm paying for a ticket, I don't give a damn if it's a six-hour game. I will sit there and watch every pitch, and my ass is in that seat. I'm not leaving one minute early. I I watch. I love watching baseball. (laughs) It is. Absolutely. In person is a game changer. So I much fun. On the TV, it doesn't capture my attention quite as much, just because it's so full of advertisements. Yeah, because it's so because the game is so slow, they can just pack it full. I mean, yeah. but it's it's the same thing be with sit, football. I mean, you're going to be sitting at a game during those dead times anyway. Sure, but you're at the ball. Well, you're that at the ball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you, yeah. Spending money on what fifteen eight. I saw, beer. yeah, I saw a thing beer. the other day uh, at the Chicago Cubs you know? Stadium. They made a, one of those beer cup snakes, at, you know, where they stack all the cups together and stretch it over the crowd. They said it was the equivalent of forty three thousand oh, yeah, dollars in yeah. beer purchase to make this snake. Forty forty three thousand dollars worth. Oh, well, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, something so like that. Like, but I was like, holy crap, a $43,000 cup snake that was like, they were moving it, you know, holding the cups over their head and moving it around. And I'm like, those fans have way too much time. And yeah. uh, I guess not enough attention on the game. I don't know. I don't know what. Well, 
when I was, well, yeah, when oh, I was at Wrigley, that was, let me tell you, there, I mean, I know every Major League Baseball stadium is expensive, but I tell you, I the, the guys I was with spent a couple hundred yeah. bucks oh, at Wrigley just for, easy. you know, not a ton of stuff either. It was, it was not a lot. Yeah, okay. I had the pleasure of going to a World Series game with the Giants in 2014, game four, when they were down. Mm-hmm. They were down a but four or five to one and came back and won eleven to four. Uh, we were sure. in the nosebleeds behind home plate, off off mm-hmm. center a little bit, second to top row in, in, at Pac Bell or, or Oracle. And I'm telling you, I got a I got a big picture and I framed it with some my lanyard and and my ticket stub and all that stuff. I spent probably three hundred bucks on this. I'll have to, I'll have to take a picture of it. That's a little bit uh, bittersweet I, I for me. I'm jealous that you were at a World so, Series man, game, but in that particular game. World it's Series, true. they were playing the Royals. The only reason I know that is because my wife is from Kansas City. So we were actually in Kansas City yep, while that World Series was going on. And, uh, yeah, we we uh, we cried all the way home. Yeah. So <laughs> They won the next year, though. Royals won the World Series in 2015. So Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I followed. I growing up in Nebraska, we followed. Yep. Uh, well, my mom and dad were Cincinnati Reds fans, but Kansas oh, City yeah. was close. There's a lot of Kansas fans. And 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 eighty eighty one George Brett and. Uh, I believe yeah. so, and they I mean, won in eighty five because it was a big deal when they won in twenty fifteen. It was the thirty year anniversary, yeah. or yeah, thirty year yeah. anniversary, I think. Yeah. So. I've always told yeah. Dan, I'm like, why aren't you into baseball? It's the most analytically driven sport yeah, on scary. planet Earth. There's more numbers swirling around and stats that really don't matter yeah. to me that he could be. Oh, well, they don't. Uh, right. Well, a lot of the old old school stats don't matter to anybody any anymore anyway. The RBI, right. a guy's got to be on base. It's really not a, a, repl- a representation of what you do. You, know, you, you can't help it if yeah. nobody's on base. I hate, I hate all this. I mean, maybe or, call or, me old school, but I hate all the are, launch yeah. angle and, but, but, and exit velocity. I'm like, who cares how hard it came no, off the bat? No, you're right. Yeah. And I'm like, who? Everybody's going for the home run. There's, there's no small ball anymore. And well, I'm like, who cares if no, he hit it really you know, hard? He grounded out no, to second base. Yeah, a lot, a lot of like, stuff. why does it matter yeah. that he hit it 108 miles an hour off his bat? <laughs> You know, I'm like, I don't get yeah. why they're tracking that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Today I saw, I was watching a game earlier, the Cubs game, the and the and the <laughs> Cubs runner was stealing second, and the catcher jumped up to throw him out, and he the Cubs runner dove head first. The catcher's throw hit him right in the cheek. <laughs> and I was like, that's probably going 100 miles an hour. <laughs> like The catcher popped up and threw oh, as hard yikes. as he could, and it hit him right in the cheek while he was sliding. I was like, oh. Yeah, well, it's good. Yeah, he tried. He like tried to jump over him and grab it, but yeah, it, it well, hit it him. So, it's like yikes. So yeah. All right, what's your? I have to ask, and then we'll change topics because Dan seems super interested yeah, in this. Yeah, what's your good. take, Al, on all this uh, sticky stuff coming out for the pitchers? It. What if? Okay, here's my thing. I said the same thing during the steroid era. If everyone's doing it, it's not really cheating. And there's been a number of pitchers that are like, we all do it. <laughs> we all use something. Right. Yeah. 
Well, what's, right. what's, what's, bizarre, what's bizarre is the managers don't want to call any of the other teams out because they're doing it. And so, yeah, I mean, just get rid of it all. I, they, yes, the they, right. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. The, everybody's got an advantage somewhere. Everybody's doing something, whether it's a yeah. cork bat, whether it's batting gloves, whether it's the overshift, whatever. No, just, just it, yeah, yeah. You're right. If everybody's doing yeah. it, it's not really cheating. But, but, so they need to, they need to get rid of that, all that crap. We need two categories of sports, as far as I'm concerned. One category where everything's clean and pure, and you know, old fashioned, <laughs> and then one category where they. That's true. That's like all the steroid. Yeah, you but nobody watched the, the traditional. Yeah, it's just like no one watches. Well, I'll say Savannah, original Savannah, style Savannah, wrestling. Now everyone no. watches WWE because <laughs> it's more exciting. You know, I I know no one does, but wrestling is as a whole is like going down. No, they really, know, but... they really. I can't. Yeah. Well, the wrestling yeah. has completely. I mean, gone they even took it out of the Olympics. I believe. I don't think there's. Interest, yeah, so. yeah. Because well, people are. Just... Yeah, I like boxing, yeah, uh, but I used to watch a lot of MMA when uh, I used to watch the Ultimate Fighter and everything when Forrest <laughs> yeah. Griffin was in it and all the all the Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz stuff I watched. And then I took a long break away, and now I'm kind of getting back into the swing of things a little bit. So yeah. I probably took a decade off though, so I don't know any of the names or anything. So, but it, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could you believe? Did Kendall show you that video that, that I showed her that, that she got sent the other day? Yeah, about Terrence McKinney, about From his who? MMA name. Okay. Oh, did you? We so we hmm. got sent that uh, by a mutual friend, but uh, it was by Paula. Didn't Bo- Boise had a guy that was up through the ranks was that the uh, UFC? i don't I remember know i know michael chiesa is from spokane or trains out of spokane misha around. tate uh the female fighter making her come back she comes back i think june yeah. june 27th or something uh she trains out of spokane i believe there's a few spokane based fighters yeah it's like there was a okay yeah this, this guy was just a, a manual. Is it the or, like, the Luke former Army Ranger guy, the Tim um, Kennedy? I, I can't remember his name. Anyway. Uh, okay, so, that guy's crazy. He's like, all, you know, he just he was an Army Ranger. Nah, he did the me. UFC I, thing I, for a while. Now he does fitness stuff and all kind. I mean, he's all over the map. But yeah, they're crazy. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the big guy in sack is Uriah Faber, but he's he's on the tail end of his career. So, okay. That's yeah. That, that's where I was going. Yeah. yeah. And I and I and I got into boxing a little. I got a heavy bag and mm-hmm. I hit it to stay in shape and stuff. And that it's kind of like hockey. If you skate a little, which I do or did, you you really appreciate what they're doing on skates with a stick, trying to control that puck with a big old dude trying yeah. to get you, having to go this way, that way, backwards, mm-hmm. forwards. You know, you appreciate it more. You put a pair of gloves on and don't even get hit in the face, and you just hit a bag or a speed bag or whatever, and you go, right. how do they have the energy to do this for five rounds, just boxing, yeah. three minutes at a time, and keep your defense up and have any energy to hit <laughs> yeah, it's it? Pretty, you know? pretty it's pretty exhausting. It's 
I mean, have you ever tried to skip rope for more than a minute? Jump rope. Serious. Mm -hmm. no, I've seen guys that you ride uh, Ultimate Fitness, this dude in combat boots, the mm -hmm. Marine, stand there. We're doing two, like, CrossFit-type classes an hour apiece. He was skipping rope with a heavy rope before we got there, and he was still going two hours later, just nice and slow, you know, <laughs> skipping a little, a little footwork, nothing fancy. Calves the size of Montana, solid steel, and he's he's just and my, oh my, my buddy uh, says, "How long are you skipping rope for?" And he goes, <laughs> "That's oh, insane." Over two hours. That's insane. And he didn't miss a. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Crazy and just right. nice and slow. That's insane. But just just the fact that he was doing it over fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And there's guys all over that do that. They. You know, it smells like a hockey locker. Well, I was going to say, as Dan told you about, as Dan told you about his uh, double Dutch jump roping skills, Dan's, Dan's one hell of a double Dutch jump roper. He can get in and do those handstands and. Yeah. Oh, see? Oh, we, 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 we jumped rope down in Modesto. We did. You, you won. You did a hundred. I, I got, the, I got into the nineties and the shorts I had on. Fell off oh, because they, man. they were loose anyway. I Dan, I have to ask. This Jordan came up in general conversation the other day. day. Your, yeah, uh, your hot yeah. tub flipping business. Is right. that is that still a thing? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I got out of the hot tub business a while ago, but uh, <laughs> I, I was doing it for... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We started just shortly after you know, lockdowns, we started okay. buying and selling. Um, so I, I probably flipped hot tubs for maybe six months where we would, you know, sure. buy. It was right up until uh, winter because we started in maybe April. And then I I probably got uh -huh. out around October, November, because at the time we were just doing it out on my, excuse me, my side pad mm -hmm. here. In the summer, right. that's fine, but in the winter, when you're having to worry about hot tubs freezing, that becomes a real problem. But uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I did that for quite a while. Made some good money. There's there's a lot of money for anybody listening to this podcast that doesn't live in Boise, Idaho. There is money to be made buying used hot tubs off of Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, you know, wherever you can find them. And then either refurbishing. Just people not wanting to put any money into them, get rid of it out of my Some, backyard. A lot stuff. of, yeah, a lot of people buy new houses and they have a hot tub that was there or, you know, some people just have one right. that's been sitting there for a couple of years that they haven't done anything with that they're just like, get this thing out of my yard. And you can, you can find some real nice hot tubs that, you know, right. it does take a little bit of, of uh, mm -hmm. self-starter you know, mentality to understand how to fix hot tubs when there are problems. Uh, but as long as you're, you know, marginally intelligent, you can look this stuff up on YouTube or on, you know, whatever and find videos on how to fix it. And there's good money. I mean, you can, sometimes you can get tubs for free, sometimes 500,000 bucks. And right now, especially because the dealerships right now are back ordered for six, eight months, you know, like a crazy amount of time. Cause I just heard recently there's a yep. fiberglass shortage, which is what all the shells for all hot tubs are made out of is fiberglass. And so, yeah, you can charge, I mean, 
like like a, a brand new hot tub and, for a, a pretty good quality one would be about mm-hmm. uh, between eight and twelve thousand dollars. You know, brand new off the off the factory floor or whatever it is. Uh, right now, you can sell them for I don't know, uh, probably between five and ten year old hot tub. You can still get in good condition, gone over and made sure it's correctly working. Right, three to five thousand dollars for some of them. I mean, there's not a ton of depreciation considering. Granted, granted, this mm-hmm. is a different time right now with you know the, the yeah. post supply chain problems caused yeah. by COVID, but still, you know. Chlorine. Money to be yeah. There's chlorine. You can't shortages. get chlorine tab. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because uh, uh, three or five, three or four pounds of one inch tab when I bought them for my little tank in August or September, maybe November was forty eight bucks. That same amount now is is a hundred bucks easy, yep. and if you can find them, which you normally can. So people are using the bromine, yeah. um, the peroxide, yeah. uh, substitutes, uh, going to three inch tabs if you can yeah. find them. Yeah, or liquid. Yeah, and but then more upkeep yeah it's crazy there's just a supply chain just sucks oh it's it's amazing this mm-hmm. the shortages that we're seeing because if you could have anticipated i mean any one of these you could have invested a lot of money in in some of these different industries and made a killing just to think you know mm-hmm. oh, whether it's the the gas shortage because of freezing over in texas or whether it's you know lumber shortage due to COVID supply chain problems mm-hmm. or, you know, fiberglass or anything. You, you name an industry and there's shortages right now. It's, it's crazy, especially yeah. labor. Labor is one of the biggest overall. There's oh a my major labor shortage right now. Well, the contractors are not hungry right now because they're in such demand. Yeah, yeah. the reason I asked Dan about the hot tubs, I had someone up here ask me if, Everybody I knew anybody for hot tubs, and I felt like a like a sudden moment of just like pride because I was like, I know a guy, and I've never been able to say that before. I know a guy. So now that you're out of the game, now that you're out of the game, I don't know a guy. So that scratch that off the list. I know a guy. I have. I have oh, okay. I, you sound, you go, said you that kind of like it was a guy, I, I just uh, not happy separation. Oh, okay. No, no, okay. not at all. No contentious, you know, relationship or anything. No, it was a very amicable split. Uh, essentially, what it was is I was, yeah. you know, I was busy with a, a full-time job, whereas the my business partner that I was working with, this That's was his full-time job. Uh, and he was... He was putting in a lot more effort yeah. than I was, and I was still getting, uh, you know, it wasn't quite the lion's share of the payout, but it was still a fairly good payout. And, you know, ultimately, after after a couple of times where he would buy a hot tub, work on it, sell it, and then give me part of the money when I didn't do anything, <laughs> it came down uh, to, it, like, we yeah. got a problem here. This is not working. And I was like, yeah, I figured this conversation would come up eventually, <laughs> you know, and, and, so no, it, it worked out. I cashed out for my share of the equity that we had worth of supplies and anything like that. And he's still very, very much involved and doing really well. He actually just mm-hmm. upgraded shops. Um, he's got a small. It's it's wow. just a warehouse. That's pretty cool. Location here in Boise. Cool. But where oh, he worked. Oh right. Then, so uh, uh, we noticed you're drinking a white claw. I have yeah, truly. Uh, what is. Al's beer of choice or drink of choice when when it comes to the nitty gritty. 
Okay, uh, the high class stuff. Beer, my garage beer is Tecate in a can or banquet beer. Oh yes. I like, the, I like the banquet beers because that's my choice for tomato beers or bloody beers. Uh, the Tecates uh -huh. or the Modelo Negro. Uh, the Tecate, I'll throw a shot of good tequila like the okay. Coca-Cola. Uh, and yeah, only, not Blanc, uh, Blanco or Blanco. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, okay. maybe a little twist of lime and some salt. And, yeah, gotcha. well, it's, the, gotcha. it's the gold color. I don't like the... Of course, it's the most expensive. Okay. And I like a I like a good uh, yeah. As far as beer, I'm not a big IPA guy. Um, uh, I like a few Hefeweizens or Bison. Uh, I don't remember actually. Beer. What what beer uh, did you have at your wedding? Eight oh five. Eight oh five. Eight oh five is good. Uh, that's brewed in California somewhere, right? Come on, it was eight oh five. Oh yeah, I like it. Yeah, Danny the intern. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, uh, it sucks. Laguna? It's, it's, no, that's not right. We'll have Danny that's the intern look it up. Yeah, I don't remember what. Yeah, it could be eight oh five was down oh, okay. south. Okay. I, I barely uh, uh, Oh yeah. Paso Robles. Okay. Okay. South, it's uh, yeah, uh, we had 805. Uh, I think the high class South stuff, Coors Light, was it, there. Uh, um, what else did we have? I don't remember what else we had. There was like a. All I I think it was in cans. I don't remember. It wasn't 805 in the kegs. We had 805 either in the can or the bottle. And then I what, do like Big Wave, but I don't like, think no. Eight oh five was the only I, one that wasn't like a maybe like major Coors brand. Coors and Miller Lite, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Oh well, then it so, must have been. Must have been uh, I don't remember what it was. I stuck to the eight oh five pretty much Maddie the whole time. Or something. I don't know. What's that? No, oh, I do. I do actually. Uh. <laughs> Instead of okay, this is one thing I can share with you that I was bitter about the actually at the wedding. We didn't have cake for all the guests. We had donuts. Thank thankfully, Dan stole me a donut before anyone was supposed to grab any. Otherwise, I didn't even get one. Otherwise, oh, right. he stole he stole it from the table before anyone else was supposed to get them. Otherwise, I wouldn't oh. have got one at my own wedding. I was like, what the heck, man? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> They were uh, there's a lady uh, that we know of a family friend. They that's, own a grocery a store donut down donuts. in like the Lewis and Clarkston area, donuts. and they homemade them. So, homemade donuts and oh yeah, I grew up near Chewila. I grew up yeah. near Deer Park. Have yeah, you, I, if you know where Deer have Park's you ever been at. To Chewila? So Chewila Deer Park is. You did. Yeah. Because the okay. the mountain up I'm in Chewila sure. is called Forty Nine Degrees I know 49th North. Forty Ninth Parallel yep. is just east of there, right? So, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. In the mid nineties, uh, a okay. physical therapist at Mountain Home uh, got out early, took a severance pay, blah blah blah, and retired up in Chewila. Nice. And we I ran the stables at Mountain Home for a couple of years, the horse stables, and I helped them move their horses up there. And it was November, and it was yeah. snowing, and I I swear to God, I've never seen mm -hmm. more gorgeous country 
and I and we built we built the horse fence and a little barn and, and got him ready to move okay. into this house. It was on the side of a hill and overlooking a valley. And I remember a little pizza place <laughs> in Chihuahua that was some of the best pizza I've ever eaten. And I said, yep. man, when I retire, I'm going to start a coffee shop because everybody <laughs> going to Canada and back will stop and drink my coffee. And they yeah. probably wouldn't. Yeah, I grew up uh, on Long Lake. But, so but, Long Lake. I've never been back. Probably I remember, oh, 20 I minutes, back. 25 minutes from Chihuahua. So we all, in school, in sports and stuff, we would compete against Chihuahua. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah it's basically I, just a suburb of Spokane. Cool. So, it's like, yeah, it's like, like 20, 20 minutes from downtown. Now, it's getting so big. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember being, what, 11? Yep. Yeah, 11, but about 20 miles. Miles yeah, from the so. edge of Spokane, it, it was back in the day. Yeah, it was cool to grow up up there, but uh, I can't remember. I needed something uh, something different. That's what kind of drug yeah, me to Idaho. Just beautiful. I didn't even know anybody over here when I first came over. I was just like, I just want to go. I just want to. It's not that far away from home, but it's far enough to be free, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm hmm. I'll, t I'll tell you what, you know, I didn't know anything about Idaho before I got stationed in Mount Home in 92. And everybody says, oh, mm -hmm. you know, potatoes and flatland farmland. I said, the, yeah. even the farmland isn't flat like Nebraska or Kansas. It's mm -hmm. rolling hills, meadows, the Snake River. And then you're True. into the mountains, just like the Rocky Mountains, where you can die if you don't know what you're doing, you know. It, yeah, anywhere, you know, anywhere yeah. north of Boise, really, yeah. you get into mountains. Three, nine-tenths of the state isn't farmland yeah. flat like, you know, Easter. and they think it's all just flat. And it's, I go, mm -hmm. you know, Glens Ferry, Twin Falls, <laughs> you know, Mount, Mountain Homes, not so much, but Napa, Marsing, Parma, God, mm -hmm. it's just, yep. you know, it's falling now and it's all concrete and Everybody bitching and moaning about houses on top of each other and developers. Yeah. But, uh, but man, just, you know, back in the 90s, it was just, wow. Just, yeah, mm -hmm. I see why people are coming in. Well, that was, that was really the, the last, like, best time to, to come to Idaho, yeah. I think. Oh, it was, was probably 80s, 90s, mm -hmm. because anymore. It's yeah. Just, it's, it, I, I tell people all the time, anywhere that's nice to live, People yeah. Are eventually going to oh yeah. They figure it out. Yep. More people come there, and that's the whole reason you went there was because nobody was there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, no, no traffic, no potholes, no repairs in the street, no busted up, messed up bridges, and you know, you, you had right folksy little schoolhouses. And yeah, it's fun. It's and, funny. I know because Coeur d'Alene up here, North Idaho, is primarily uh, tourism based. Here we go. Uh, and people around here oh, get body. mad when tourists end up staying and becoming residents. Yeah. Uh, and then probably, you know, handful of years goes by and those former tourists that are now residents sure. just fall into line and start complaining yeah. about the tourists and the residents. And it's just a vicious circle because most people in Coeur d'Alene aren't locals. Exactly. That's what I say every you know time. What? When anyone says anything, you own a business yep. downtown. That's and you're not. That's what I tell people about the money they're bringing in. Yeah, I tell them all the time. I'm like, hey, man, their, their money spends presidents. the same as your money. Yeah. So, so you know, you so it's funny because it only takes. I I would say, 
30% of the residents yeah. in Coeur d'Alene now yeah. have been here for more than 20 years. Everyone else is transplants from somewhere else, uh, whether it be California or Montana or Seattle or Canada. It's yeah. not that far from Canada. There's people that come down here for yeah. better opportunities or whatever, you know. So uh, whatever the reason, people are – they just fall back into line and start complaining about the next person that comes in. And it's like, dude, that oh. was you five years ago. Like what are you complaining about? <laughs> That's true. No. That's true. Yeah, yeah, uh, I know we took we digressed a little bit. Uh, Dan, what is your uh, drink you, of choice? You know? I know you're drinking White Claw right now, but if you had to, if you had a whole bar staring at you, every drink ever invented, what are you? What are you going for? Uh, well, I suppose okay. it depends on kind of my mood, but for the most part, my, my go-to drink is generally whiskey. Mm. Uh, right now, I, I, I started off drinking just Jack Daniels, which was fine. It's not, you know, it's not my favorite anymore. And then uh, I switched to Pendleton probably about, I don't know, four years ago, five years ago. Um, oh. And then recently, probably about a year ago, okay. I switched a year, maybe two. It was probably two years ago. I switched to drinking. Yeah, they're all the six to one, half dozen the other. My go-to whiskey right now. It is phenomenal. I think it's technically bourbon, but I don't get that. Yeah, exactly. I don't get that complex, but no, I like <laughs> that. Um, like if I'm if I'm down in Vegas, sitting poolside, <laughs> something like that, my ties. Oh long. my god. Or I think it was my ties. I don't remember. Lauren would have. To, I don't remember. That's how good they were. <laughs> but uh, they were phenomenal. Um, I love beer. Okay. I'm a big fan of beer. Uh, some of the. I'm not an IPA fan. A little more smooth. Some of the hazy IPAs, which are a little less hoppy and a little, you know, just a little more flavorful. I think. They are. Yeah. Uh, but I like those. Um. Yeah, I like Hef, Hefeweizen. Uh, I like, I like Pyramid. Most heavy lagers. Yeah. One, one, blue Moon. One Blue Moon on Star. I, the Pyramid. Uh, Pyramid's a pretty okay. good yeah. uh, Yep. Good one. Uh, you know, I'll just drink. I'll drink just about anything you put in front of me, honestly. But, uh, no, I, I would say that right now I'm on a seltzer and or right. like a vodka right. soda kick primarily because... It's, 28 it's, soft, it's, man. It's, every it's every couple months, just go back to 28 soft. I have to maintain this girlish figure of mine. Oh, man. We'll have to fill in, Alan, what 28 soft was. Because 28 soft is not doing the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was so seventy seventy five hard is a diet program that Jake actually forty five minutes. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with it. The follow follow some kind of diet workout twice a day for drink a gallon of water a day. Forty five minutes. One of them has to be outside. You know, read ten pages of a self help book minimum. Sure. Drink a gallon. <laughs> like it's it's a pretty rigorous diet. So I coined. Uh, he did seventy five hard. Obviously, I'm not that big. Well, I did 28 mm -hmm. soft. I did it for a month. And I did follow a diet. 
I didn't drink. That was my big thing. Yeah, it's empty calories, man. I I took an entire month off of drinking, 28 days. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I might have had one sip of my buddy's beer one time because he, he got a, a new beer that he, he said it was delicious. And so I tried that, but I didn't I didn't have a one full drink at all for 28 Good days, period. which I think I was I was I was thinking back since I turned 21 or. Honestly, probably even before I was 21. I don't know the last time I went 28 full days that's good. without drinking. So that yeah, was, there you go. Uh, there you uh, go. Yeah. That's the ultimate. That's the but, ultimate, like you know, 120 honestly, hard. I didn't really miss it that much. Try four months in place. Uh, I imagine. That guy's come back. Oh, no. He come back to Ramstein yeah. drinking German beer. Yeah. Dang. And one of them, you know, Dang. got on your ass and you got a headache for a 20 hour flight back home. And no, I just waited till I came to golf. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last thing you want to be is miserable and hungover when you're cramped in like Saturday yeah. with a bunch of GIs and everybody's stinking and grumpy because they're coming home after, you know, the Army guys and Marines, you know, seven, eight months. We were through the three or four months. You know, yeah. Yeah. While you were rattling off uh, whiskey names, Dan, I was trying to think of the one that my father-in-law asked us to find him one time. I can't remember now. Uh, they say that each bottle goes out on like a ocean charter for a year. I don't know what it does. It just ages for a year, shakes it all around, and then they bring it back or whatever, sell it in store. It was like it was like eighty-five or a hundred dollars. We had to find this at some specific liquor and wine store and i mean i don't remember i don't remember the name now but it's called it's called like shipwreck or well, something have, like that you know something text your wife and yeah. mother-in-law and see if they can remember yeah it was a couple it was a few years ago probably three or four years ago now Sounds like a good story. I mean, we I had to go to like this special store and this. and like order it and i don't know if danny the intern can look it up but yeah, supposedly the barrels, the whiskey barrels go out to sea and age for a year and I don't know. I don't know how you valid I don't know how you validate that. How can I be like you didn't actually send this to the ocean? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, yeah that's true. You don't. It's just somebody ripped It is different. Like yeah, they did I, charge I us for it. I think we got bent over the barrel actually for it, but story. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, he's a collector of bourbons and whiskeys and stuff, so it was How's that? No, I don't know. Oh, okay. You know how they came up with the IPAs? I mean, you you know where they originated? Oh, yeah. I, I know that. Over in India. It's a beer that brewed in India, and way yeah. way back in the day they had to go around Africa, oh, and so they make it extra okay. strong. So by the time it gets there, what months later? I'm thinking that yeah. it, it's the right, it's the right uh, age. You know, it's the right flavor. Well, yeah, that makes sense because they had to put extra hops in to keep it from going bad. Yeah, which is such a long because trip. it was such a long trip. That's why it's called the India Pale Ale because yeah. it was brewed in India. Yeah, and it took a long time to get around the horn. The, uh, I, I believe the bottle it comes Jefferson's in is shaped like a barrel, sort Ocean. of. Sounds that... familiar. Aged okay. in straight bourbon. Whiskey. Okay, that might be it. Very small. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think yeah, that's that was, it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put it up and see if you can kind of 
know, yeah, it was like 80, that, 85 or a hundred bucks. I don't remember, but and it, it, it looks like that's I don't not know. The right he collects them and doesn't drink them, and I'm like, like that's a weird collection. Uh, you can't even enjoy your collection. He's got probably twenty so to thirty bottles of this. I'll call it exotic, oh, different kinds of oh, whiskeys and bourbons, and oh, never even drink some. And I'm like, yeah. Bush, yeah, Bush Light. So, yeah, but this is also the guy whose go-to beer of choice is. Yeah, give him a uh, little more credit Bush than Natty Light. Ice. Yeah. I, I think no, Bush Light. He gets a little more credit. Is, I yeah. For a 30-pack, he pays 14 was, bucks instead of 11. I thought it was, thought it was natural light. <laughs> Is it bush light? Okay, That's true. Right, That's true. Yeah. Yeah, but he drinks the whole 30-pack before he gets home. Drive time? Yeah. He can, he can put down some... He doesn't... He doesn't yeah, it's about a six-pack drive. How long it takes yeah. to get somewhere in like miles? Yeah, he's like he. They he live said, down in Lewiston, and he'll be like, "Oh man, it's going to take me probably a half rack to oh, get up to you well, guys today." Well, yeah, <laughs> like what? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. He's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. Oh, Dan. Hopefully, his wife is. I don't know why I just thought of this. I looked down and had notes on the Savannah bananas. They have Savannah banana Hawaiian shirts. And I almost bought you one. I almost bought you one. Tickets are on wait list for like 8,000 people. Oh, my God. Maybe. I, mean, I asked him after the recording, he and he was like, uh, he kind of tiptoed around it. So, yeah, no, I, I know. But I asked him, too, if he could send us some shirts. So, that's maybe, that's I don't know. Maybe we'll, get some, maybe we'll get some merchandise. Oh, come on. So, if he doesn't send one in the next couple of weeks, we'll we'll buy one off their website. There we go. I can use I can use a banana Hawaiian shirt. He's like, "Who's this guy? I'm not sending you." That's fine. He, he, yeah, he's he's like, "No, I'm not going to send you anything." Yeah. Wow. He yeah. mentioned in the recording part of the interview taking them on like a world tour like the harlem globetrotters and and he said specifically idaho so maybe the boise uh hawks they're the same league right the boise hawks and they're independent league now and i think they're down there in an independent league so well yeah the boise hawks are an independent league yeah, probably. So, yeah, I that think, happen. I think you and I need to talk offline and franchise. If, yeah. Uh, uh, like bananas, like except for we'd have to be the 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 Boise. Well, we would buy the Hawks and then just rebrand them and adopt their same rule. I like it. And just like kick the Hawks out. Like you're done. We're gonna be yeah. Yeah, just rebrand them as Spud Vanderhoff. And there then, we go. Then, that oh, I love it, to, Spud Vanderhoff. Years from now, when I run for political office, oh, wow. as Spud Vanderhoff. Can you just see like the signs put in everyone's front yard that say "Vote for Spud" and it's just you like saddled up on a potato, like a baked potato? You're just lassoing something. I don't know. Well, what's a good Idaho's nickname for Dan for a uh, for a, like a state Idaho's senator or something? Enough potato reputation. <laughs> Can we move on? There's other shit that 
I'm Spud. That's, that's me. Uh, yeah, but you could wear Hawaiian shirts and stuff as Spud Vanderhoff. Are you going to vote for Aloha, Dan, or are you going to vote for Spud? I don't know about that. That one's going to probably have to be swept under the rug. I can be Aloha Spud. Yeah. Yeah. All right, this my my campaign hey. team here is uh they're they're just not miserably yeah yeah that's the, just the I, fact that I I want you to know that someone that in America voted for Kanye West more than one change, someone something so is broken and oh, we miserably. already know it's broken yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's opportunity that, around every corner spot. You could do it. His own name in because he couldn't get on the ballot. I'll fill your name <laughs> in. His own district. You're like he's not even running in Idaho. He's running for, <laughs> you know, whatever. He's running for a na- like a House of Representative. I'm like, well, I've wrote his name in. Sorry. Yeah, fill in Spud I guess you could. Yeah, you could. <laughs> City Council. Idaho representative. Vote for Spud. I love it. No, I, was, I love it. I, I would start small. Uh, what I, else I, should I we should we mention on the recording? Yeah, like have we, have we touched uh, all the bases, so to speak? <laughs> we can we can set that. Yes. Yeah, so, well, you guys can tee that one up. I think uh, I think the only one left was Bruce <laughs> Lemon. That was I think about. Yeah, I don't. I don't know much about. I teed that one time. up. I, I teed that not, one I up. Talk anyway, considering Dayton stars. So <laughs> I, I told you, I, I told you, I'd throw you the alley oops. I told you, I'd throw you the alley oops, and you just bring them home. Yeah, yeah, that's a great subject. Show me a ring. Show me a ring, brother. What's the dowry? We've talked about this before. You can quit kicking the ass. Yeah, well, two hundred bucks at Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> that's, that's the dowry. Two hundred bucks at Joe's Crab Shack. I couldn't even get the cheapskate. Thanks pay. for the Sonic the Blast. Ch- yeah. Oh, hey, Sonic, yeah, if they want to sponsor this section of the pod, <laughs> he bought three blizzards. Or, or Lifetime blast. supply blast. of Sonic Blast, blast would be right. greatly appreciated. Shout out. Shout out to Sonic if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Oh, uh, it wouldn't. Honestly, yeah, Sonic, that would be one of your cheapest investments because it would not be a very long life. That gives you a couple years of great yeah, marketing. We'll have to run this one by HR and marketing. I'd balloon up yeah. to about four hundred yeah. pounds so. and keel over at the Oh, I can't believe 32. I teed that one up and Dan just tried, tried to bring it home. Here's a good marketing. <laughs> oh, it was it was on the agenda, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna steer away from this one until the very end." I thought I was gonna keep my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, do we have anything else? Now my punctured lung really hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Whose curb was it, so though? The city's curb, right? I told him, he's, I said, his dad's going to get a call. Okay, so sue them, too. better up because it was his bicycle. <laughs> uh, it was Lawrence. The apartment complex, yeah. yeah. So they've got 
Yeah. yeah. Sign that said, "Don't get off your bike." Right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall. caution curb oh, hard. <laughs> no responsibility. No responsibility. Maybe you or, could sue or, the or shoes that you're wearing too because, because they didn't have the grip or the stability to keep you up on your feet. Manufacturer. Are those Nikes? No. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, All right. Sure so we're suing everybody then. I'm in on this now. Oh, <laughs> we just shouted out all the companies yeah, that did. definitely yeah. aren't going to sponsor. Oh, yeah. You guys will get you lots of sponsors out there. <laughs> <laughs> the only sponsor. 51 got to put the rally cap the on. Period. The Knights are down 3 to 2. 3 to 2. Um, and there's, like I said, only 51 seconds. I know, I can't. This is a brand new hat. I guess I could. Put the rally cap on it. Get it out there. That's not a rally cap. You got to turn it inside out. This one was purchased in Vegas, so I feel like it. There's the rally cap. He's a little too uh, anal. Uh, What was the thing back in the day? The rally monkey or something? They all used to like twirl a stuffed monkey around. The rally cap over there. Maybe the Rangers, yeah. I don't remember. There was there was the rally monkey. Uh, yeah, that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was that? The Rangers. Dan, are you oh, looking up the, the uh, Boise One Hawks? Two, uh, uh, all of the uh, entities that come with the Boise monkey. Hawks sale. Okay, the Angels. Yeah, the Anna, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. No, what I a confusing name. Monkey. Uh, the Rally Monkey is the unofficial mascot for the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, the L.A. Angels of Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah. That's a the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. The L.A.A.A. Hey, Jake, I was earlier when we were talking a lot of baseball. I know. <laughs> um, the uh, Dodgers and... You never yeah. see a Dodger broadcast where the fans aren't doing the stupid ass wave, which just gets the hell out of me right. and any other baseball fan to just watch the game. And you know, are your, is your team that bad that you have to entertain everybody else by doing the wave? Come on, is that like eighties, hmm. like out of out of date or? I I uh, yeah. I think we Cubs did the are wave good again this year. Uh, They're on quite uh, quite the run. The game I saw at Wrigley when we were watching the Cubs, but I think. Oh, yeah, that's true. Won that night, so that's not bad. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's true. Uh, we will have to set up maybe trying to stream a Savannah Bananas game during one of the podcasts. Tends to happen. That would be cool. Yeah. They they have a whole page on their website dedicated to just the rules. A list of the rules. Maybe off to the side, like YouTube, something, something. Yeah. Explain it, it to the 14, 20 people. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. It, it is it. interesting. Some of that. So yeah, so go ahead. Since Toss you've out already there. finished your interview and you've you've uh, aired it already, can we just discuss the nine special <laughs> things rule? So. Uh, Oh, oh, <laughs> this is going to make for great out. podcasting. Al commenting in the background. They could they could make a cameo if they want. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so so the first rule. 
Oh, they're fine. It's still 80 degrees out there. They, they could. They I don't could think Georgia on. would. So, so the first rule is that every inning counts. The team that scores the most runs in an inning gets a point. Yeah, the first right. team to five points wins the game. And the inning is over once the home team takes a lead or True. three outs are recorded. So if if you can you know keep the away team from scoring and you can score one run, that inning's over. Home team point. So that's interesting. Two yeah, hour explain the showdown. Second interrupt. Yeah, that's a big one. Throw a millennial. Yep. If the team has not reached five points by the time two hours is over, the game will go into a showdown tiebreaker. I believe the next one's my favorite. Nope. No stepping out. Batters cannot oh, step out that. of the batter's box once. No, 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 not that one. Start. I like that. If they step out at any point. It's a that strike is a good one. on the batter. There you go. It this is. one. No bunting. Bunting sucks. Oh, well, that's that's a good one. No bunting. Bunting sucks. Enough said. Uh, batters can steal first. Gone. Oh, yeah. If a pass ball or a wild pitch <laughs> happens during any pitch of an at-bat, the batter can take off first. So it just it goes over the catcher and the, first, or the batter takes yeah. off running. Uh, no walks allowed at all. If the pitcher throws the fourth ball, it becomes a sprint. The hitter will take off oh. sprinting to the to first. While the catcher has to throw the ball around every dude, you could you could get a triple every yeah. defensive walk. player on the field. You get a triple on a walk. However far he gets, if he gets back to base, he can advance as many bases as he can before the ball becomes live. That's badass. The ball does not have. To they crash in. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you could. So, so, you outfit, so when the outfielders see the ball get loose, yeah, they come in to be closer. I would think so. so. You can all around the field yeah, to faster. try and put the guy out. Yeah, because, I mean, you've got to be whipping it around uh, yeah. as defensive players. Uh, so, one-on-one showdown tiebreaker. Each team picks one pitcher and one hitter to face off. The defensive team only has the pitcher and catcher on the field. All other fielders are off the field. If a hitter puts the ball in play, he has to score and make it home to get a point. If the ball is put in play, the pitcher is allowed to chase the ball and throw the ball to the catcher for the play at the plate. The pitcher strikes him out or gets him out before scoring, he doesn't get a point. And if the batter walks, he can take second base and the hitting I team asked, will bring another hitter to the plate. I asked him during well, when I interviewed the guy, the owner points, of the team, I was like, how do you even ties, come up with rules? Uh, how, where do these come the from? And he was just like, uh, yeah, we just try them and like, if they work, they work, basically. Like, that's what he said. I was like, what? <laughs> you just have someone... Yeah, you just have someone in HR or something coming up with rules. I'm like, well, that's crazy. Yeah. The players love it, too. Yeah. Just saying, yeah, uh, let's try this one. There's a bunch of independent uh, leagues then, down there. There's so a team no called the Macon Bacon, I think so, is like their so, their rival. So who do the Bananas actually play? Uh, what I don't know who else they play, to be honest, but I think the Macon Bacon are their rival. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Sure, it makes sense. Banana yeah. Bacon, bacon. Yeah. Banana. Because those, those, right. teams would have to be, those teams would have to be pretty intimate with all the rules, too, right? Because, I mean, they, you can't just, like, run them by yeah. at once. That's basically what he said. You got to practice, you know, if the pass ball getting in. You know, for that whole, uh, you know, clown circus. Right. Well, yeah, so, it's, it's basically, it would be essentially a, a, 
actual professional basketball team playing the globe trotters yeah he, he explained it as uh it disney meets all the yeah, um, what did he say be, disney yeah, meets yeah. like what, what are you guys doing uh, the circus yeah, meets disney meets wwe or something like that is how he explained it oh yeah like. the fans can catch foul balls as well and it's an out yeah guys going up in the crowd yeah. after home home runs and high five in the crowd and yeah <laughs> that was that was cool that's oh the, no kidding they're like very last rule. Oh, drop it just nine. drop it catches a foul ball it's an out oh, oh my so that I bet the home, awesome. I bet the home team fans get pissed right, guys. catch a foul ball that uh, the bananas hit. Yeah, I think we're wrapping up. Yeah, yeah. yeah stay on though. Know, you know, uh, we'll, you know. we'll chat after the recording. Good so, uh, for Aloha Dan, Big up. Al, and myself, for, for we were the bullshitters for episode ten. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, peace out, guys. And. See you guys.